1: This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
3: As a parent, your number one priority is your children. You want to keep them safe no matter what. And you want to do what's going to be best for them. In our next story, we hear about... A father who is wanting nothing more than that, but he knows that he will not have much more time to execute that role because he is dying and he has a young son and he's trying to figure out, what do I do? Left with very few choices, no family or friends that are trustworthy enough to watch his son, he turns to a social worker to get some help. Little does that social worker know the depths that that relationship will go to in her quest to help find a safe and happy home for a little boy whose father is about to pass. Take a listen. I was working as a social worker and dealt with a case where the father of the child had come to us to help him find a new home for his child. Patrick was a caring father who loved his son, John, but he was terminally ill with cancer and doctors had given him only six months to live. Patrick was about 35 years old and his son John was about seven years old when I was assigned their case. As I got to know Patrick, we became fast friends and I felt like we had a long lost connection. It felt like he was a big brother. And it did not hurt that Patrick had the nicest Irish accent. When I was training to become a social worker, I was told to avoid becoming emotionally involved because it will be hard for us in the end. But when Patrick and John came in, it was difficult and very different to not get invested. Patrick told me that he had come from Ireland to Canada to find a better way of life about 15 years ago. He said that he fell in love with the country and fell in love with a beautiful Mexican lady. They dated for a while and got married, even though there were lots of people who were happy for them and their marriage, there were people who did not want them getting married, including his ex-wife's uncle and brother. In the end, they ended up separating, going their own ways, even though they loved each other. Throughout the years, they did keep in touch, and Patrick confided in me that he should have fought harder to keep Maria, and that was one of his regrets." I had to remind Patrick that if they did not go their separate ways he would not have a gorgeous and polite little boy like John. As a social worker I did my job in trying to find a permanent home for John after Patrick passed but I became a friend to Patrick and John and as a friend I helped emotionally even though many times I wanted to break down and cry for what Patrick was going through and to see John preparing for his father's death but I did not do that because it would have been a dishonor to Patrick's strength and outlook on life. He did not hate the world or God for what happened to him. As time went on, my family got to know Patrick and John, but in the end, I could not find a permanent placement for John. Patrick died peacefully in his sleep in 2006. Patrick spent celebrating Canada's Day weekend, July 1st, with John. Then on the 3rd, he went into the hospital for his outpatient treatment and went to sleep and just never woke up. The night before I found out that Patrick died in his sleep, I saw him in my sleep, in my dreams. As my mother and grandmother, I could see ghosts and spirit in dreams and through feelings. In the dream, I saw that he had a healthy glow of a handsome Irish guy, and he was smiling. He told me that he had come to trust me in that time, and he's known me, and that I would know what to do with John. He also told me that he had complete trust in me and that he knew I would never fail him. He was gone. I finally broke down and started crying when I felt this comfort come over me. It was so peaceful, it felt like something giving me a bear hug. I just knew it was Patrick. My room is next to my parents' room and my mom must have heard me crying. She came into my room to wake me up. I looked at her and told her that Patrick had died. In the morning, Patrick's lawyer called to say that he had indeed passed. At the time of Patrick's death, John was staying with his godparents and I was constantly there to make sure he was okay and to help with the preparation of Patrick's funeral. Looking back, I don't know how I held it together, but I did. I did it just for John. I knew that it did not do anyone any good if the social worker assigned to helping John and Patrick broke down. John's godparents were an older couple, and I knew it was difficult for them to take off John on a regular basis. So I had filled up paperwork to have John stay with my family and me. I seriously thought I would face a lot of hurdles for that to happen, but I later found out that Patrick had listed me as one of the caregivers for John after John's godparents in his will. I was downright floored by this because I did not expect that to happen. Anyways, John was staying with me when he told me that morning that his father died. He heard his father waking him up by saying, wake up, buddy, life's too short to sleep. That's what he said to John every morning, according to John. I took turns taking care of John between his godparents while I found a permanent place for him to live. Patrick did not want John growing up with his second ex-wife and John's mother, as he believed that John would not have a stable mom with her. As I did not understand why when Patrick told me this, Patrick only told me that his ex chose career over family and left. By law, I had contacted John's mother, and when I did, I got the shock of my life. His mother did not want him and gave up her paternal rights because she did not want to settle down. She was enjoying her journalism career. I finally did some find someone to adopt John. It was Maria, Patrick's first ex-wife. Patrick had grown up as a Catholic and one of the conditions after he passed was that John still attends church every Sunday. Usually it's with John's godparents that take him to church, but for some reason they could not take him, so I would take him. I sat in the back while John went to the front for Mass while I was sitting there. I prayed in my own way for a miracle, a sign or anything to guide me to help John because at that time I started getting a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach that I was not going to be able to fill Patrick's wish to place John in a home where he would feel safe and at the same time have room to grow. I do not know if it was the atmosphere of the church or if it were a sign, but when I opened my eyes, the first thing I heard was someone in the church calling out to Maria name stuck with me for the rest of the day. It was the end of the day when I realized why the name Maria stuck with me. Maria was the name of Patrick's first ex-wife. I knew that they separated, but they still loved each other. I knew it was far-fetched, and I did not know whether it would be a dead end, but I knew I had to try. I was able to track down Maria with difficult hiccups along the way, and as they say, got the ball rolling. I explained to Maria that Patrick had died of cancer and that he left behind little John, and that I was left responsible for finding him a home, as his mother did not want him. Maria broke down and then asked me when Patrick died, and when I mentioned the date, she started crying uncontrollably. When she finally calmed down, she explained that the past couple of months she started thinking about Patrick and was wondering how he was doing, since she lost contact with Patrick. She started looking for him to see if there was a possibility of getting back with him, because, in her own words, I finally grew a spine and told my uncle and brothers to mind their own business." The day Patrick died, she felt a sense of grief for a while, and she felt calm, like someone was hugging her and felt that it was Patrick. That renewed her conviction to find Patrick because she was about to give up. When I asked Maria if she was willing to adopt John, she said yes. We started taking steps to file all the paperwork. I don't know how people have adopted kids, but the paperwork could drive anyone insane. You need a lot of patience for it. Anyway, the adoption went through and John, although he greatly misses his father, is now settled in his new home and happy. Maria also has respected Patrick's wish that John follows the Catholic faith and go to church on Sundays. This is made easy as Maria is also Catholic. I get to see John occasionally and he also gets to see his godparents. After everything has been settled, I had the same warm feeling that I got from Patrick and a big weight lifted off of my shoulders. I knew and felt that Patrick was happy where John ended up. There were a lot of cases that affected me both emotionally and physically, but I think Patrick and John's case topped it
1: all off. This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
3: Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories